they say can be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. Keep the football. Welcome to another episode of Highway Freak. I am Bright Guy, your esteemed host. Standing by is my right side, J-Man, Riddle the Thrill. Evening, guys. I ran out of coffee. Oh, okay. 
some source, but he's not a true therapy dog, but I do get away with it at the Flying J truck stop somewhere, so it's kind of fun. So, okay. So, topics tonight. Um, kind of let you know what we're talking about. We have got J-Man and Brian got just a pot in air fire concoctions. Yeah. Tip of the day by Jay. Tip of the day by Jay. Um, I'm going to read some excerpts from my book, Temporary Satisfaction. I wrote a book about, oh, I think around 15 years ago now. It's not published yet, but I decided I'm going to write, read you uh, excerpts. Wouldn't I call it Brian's story time or Brian Guy's story time, books on the road, something like that. I'll come up with a title. The title, let me know. Um, we're going to go down memory lane. Some of the stuff that J Man and I were talking about a couple of days ago, we think that'd be really good. Uh, Jay's going to talk about his classic movies. He's going to do a review on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Will's going to do Hair Attack, and he will tell you more about the organization of Crazy Indian Brotherhood, and that is the politically correct name. Yeah. And, well, I'm going to freak you guys out. I'm going to make my stinging beat here tonight. Mm. <laughs> okay, right. so we're going we're to talk about Instapot cooking and air fryers. Jay has become a master hamburger guy with the air fryer. A master. Oh, He'll yeah. tell you all about that. I, on the other hand, I still prefer to do the pork chops and the Instapot. Um, and it's really easy. You just basically sear up the pork chops, and once they're nice and brown, just throw them in, and 30 minutes later, you have pork chops that just fall off the bone, man. So amazing, okay? Pork chops are my favorite. I've also cooked stew in my Instant Pot, and that's pretty easy. Just uh, sear the stew, uh, the stewing beef. You add a cup of the beef broth, add the veggies, and you cook it for another 30 minutes. I just throw on the lid. I'll tell you, if nobody is using Instant Pots out there that are truck drivers on the road, you're missing something. Oh man, get one! Oh, it, it, it completely has changed my diet. It's it actually really good food. Yeah, it really does. Um, and uh, you know, not everything I, I make in the instant pot is good. I mean, I decided to make homemade wonton, and that was a mistake of epic proportions. <laughs> I think one thing: if you're doing any noodles in your instant pot, never, never, never put the lid on with pasta because. It will make the nastiest, gooeyest mess that you can ever imagine. So bad. So bad. So, but I want to talk to Jay about the amazing hamburger. So, oh, you, you tell so, me what you're doing. They're so part. simple. Um, I use the frozen pen. Start from frozen. Don't let them thaw out. You won't like it. It'll actually really kind of tough. And what I do, throw a couple of the frozen patties in there, and I put them on for 16 minutes. Okay, that's what the, what the setting is. It'll come up. And then it'll, mine has this uh, shake and soft cook. And what it is for French fries, but it's on every setting. As soon as that comes on, I'll get whatever barbecue sauce, or sauce, or whatever you put it on top, flip them over, put it on the bottom. Let it finish off to the last, then take them out. You'll get a, a hard burger. It'll be juicy. You don't have to go the full 18, 18, whatever your heart desires. I've been playing with it up down to 10 minutes. And because I like my kind of... I don't know, medium rare, I guess. I don't like them uh, well done. So, yeah, give that a try, Brian. You'll really like it. Well, Dan Zeffirelli gets a burger. Right. If I don't, I'll pay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, will, I will suffer the tortures of the damned if I do not give Zephyr Puff a dog. I give her, I give her, uh, to for her, I put a, 
I slice up a wiener on it. She gets it. All hers. You know, if I, if I don't, it's just going to torture me. Can you get hot dogs in it? That's wrong. I don't like the hot dogs in it. Really? Yeah, I prefer, if I'm going to do hot dogs, I do them in. Oh. They come, out, they come out a hundred times better. See, what I do, it's the right opposite. I do the wieners in the air fryer, and it, it, it comes out amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, they come out like barbecued wieners. You throw on um, some uh, Diana barbecue sauce. Amazing barbecue sauce, by the way. You haven't tried it. I have a can. Oh, yeah. And then what I do is I uh, take my, my um, hot dog buns, throw them in the microwave for about, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute, just to get them warm. Then I fire the wiener in, or I put a slice of cheese in there, fire the hot wiener onto the cheese so it kind of melts over the cheese, throw in the onions, the relish, the ketchup, the mustard, the pickles, the tomatoes. I kind of like a lot. And that's my hot dog. And uh, I'm telling you, Bandit literally drools as I'm making it. And the only thing I don't get on, I take out the onions because dogs can't have onions. Uh, if you're feeding your dog's onions, stop it. And um, she just loves the mustard and the ketchup uh, wiener uh, on the bun. And uh, quite enjoys that. He's sacked out right beside me here. Just uh, totally, completely sacked out, my boy. So, so yeah, so there's some Instant Pot recipes there for you guys um, at home. Like I said, get yourself an Instant Pot. Get yourself an air fryer. Well, have you, have you, have you used either one of those? I've used an Instapot, but I've never used an Instafryer. I, I I think my ex used to use one, but I've never really... Oh, they're awful. They're amazing. Yeah, anything I, I keep hearing that. Oh, my Lord. There's just anything bread that comes up so crisp. Like, you can oh. take... You know how... Like, for any, a good example, A&W Ivory. They're really good when you buy them. But when you try to cook them the next day, they suck. Okay? Um... And uh, so if you put them in the air fryer, they crisp right back up, just like fresh A&W onion rings again. They're just amazing. So, hey, man, I made, a, I made a cake in mine. <laughs> <laughs> now that, I would love to have seen. I wanted cake. So how did you do that? Well, tell the well, audience how you did it. I, just, I got a, um, you know those little, uh, uh, the hell do they call them? They're uh, meat pies. You know those little meat pie pans? Right. Okay, the little tin foil things. Well, you right. can get them in different sizes, right? Right. Well, yeah. I made two of the cakes. Don't ask me why I did it. I just wanted cake. And I went in and I bought, uh, I went into the dollar store and I bought a cake mix. I think it was Duncan Hines or Eddie Crocker or one of them. The ones that you don't need oil or, or egg, you just add water to them. Right. And I, I whipped that thing up in my thing and I separated it into these pans and I just put them in the in the air fryer and I set them on for uh there's a I use pizza setting, heating pizza setting and uh they came up perfect and they were all <laughs> Yep, sharing cake with the dog. Give the man cake. Let him eat hey, cake. I like cake, right. man. There you go. I wanna try making I wanna try making an apple. So with that said, now Jay, you're gonna talk about your classics. You have the floor for fifteen minutes, my friend. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you've got fifteen minutes, you're on the okay. clock now. All right, well, take her away. I'll do the I'll do the afterlife. I don't watch. Okay, I don't watch anything new. I just don't like. Me. I just I I prefer movies like the Turner Classic. Like I'll watch that. I just find the acting better. They don't have to rely on special effects and and stuff like that. But 
I saw the preview to Afterlife, and I did see when I was a kid. I did see Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters too, and I mean, of course, I loved it. Who didn't love it? So I figured, okay, I'll watch this. I'll give it a go. And it was an amazing little movie. I thought it was. I thought it was damn good. The cast was amazing. It revolves around a family that inherits their grandfather's farmhouse in Oklahoma, and it, it, it moved. It, they move out there to take care of the of the will and all the monies and everything else. And they end up discovering little things about the grandfather and the young girl Phoebe, played by McKenna Grace. She finds out that he's a ghost, and they end up releasing a spirit from a one of the uh, ghost traps, and that's how it, how it all begins. And no, I thought it was a really well-done movie. It was really, really good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. You'll really enjoy it. And, but as far as most, I like my old gangster, James Cagney. I mean, he, he was typecast as a gangster for many, many, many years. And he did... For a minute. Yeah. How many characters do you rate it out of seven? Oh, I'd have to give it a good, uh, I'd give it a six. He's, he's, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it has a lot of nostalgia. It pops back to the, like, old farts like us would get a better, a big deck out of it, you know, today. <laughs> but back in the 30s, James Cagney did some that were, uh, very risque for the time. And to our standards today, they're nothing. They're, they're laughable. But it, what it did is it brought in what they call the code era. And if you watch old, all, if you watch the older movies, husband and wife and separate women wearing dresses down to the pastor, really, really bizarre shit like that. And reason for it, the code was written by the Catholic Church. And that ran until, the, and it was actually the Flintstones cartoon. It was the very first code then a couple flee in bed. Hmm. But I just, I just prefer the older most of the time the actors were the stuntmen. Like James Gagg, they actually got shot at with live ammunition out of a Tommy in public NCI now. Huh. Like it's uh yeah, you know, some of the and the older Western, like uh John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart and actors like that, they did their own horse stunts. Didn't use stuntmen. They had stuntmen. But they didn't use like actors today, I don't think other than Tom Cruise, handful more. I don't think they do, though. I'm going to put you on the spot. You've got a great story about John Wayne. I want to get a little more. I want to get a little more facts on that. But my mom did. We'll tell you that much. My mom did. My mom and dad. Um, um, through my mom worked, and that was a Hollywood um, hotel back in all the way up to a stop that would stay there. Hollywood John Wayne would usually came up family on his boat the wild goose. My mom was with her Wow. She had she had quite the uh she messed up many what's wrong, your mom? My my good <laughs> I don't know. My brother was found, you know. But no, like uh they for the US of really loved those a lot of he was very likable. And the one thing I do know I guess um one of their liking and bear and bear is kind of tackle laugh, you laugh. So they, they would they would tease her. She was quite young, only in her mid. She started laughing. Yeah, so uh, I'll find out if you uh, uh, have some. Jeez, what we, geez, what we call it whole soul. Like when you come, when you talk about reincarnation, like you can always talk about all that or reincarnated they were before, right? I, you know, and um, I'm not going to wonder what I was reincarnated as, uh, but I kind of consider you an old soul. You were probably at one time 
probably somebody that was a 40s, and that's why you are so reflective of that and why you relate to, to it so 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 much so often. Okay, have you ever heard about that? Well, also, well, in in my life personally, my life started changing drastically at a really early age. So I found myself helping like I don't know, 50 and 60 year olds because I was like able to. You, you know, um, feel what they felt, right? I, I could relate to them, right? It's, it, and you know, I myself, right? Like music, I, I, I love stuff like Jimi Hendrix and like, I don't know if you, if you heard about the Canadian band named Crowbar, but that, the singer to that band, his name is, uh, Kelly J. Fordham. And it's stuff like that that me and my friends like, right? Like, I, I mean, there's some new, new school stuff, but even the movies, I, I completely agree with Jay. Like, I don't know. It, 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 all you got to do is look at Transformers, the first Transformers to now, and it's just not the same thing, you know? Yeah, true. Very true. They're changing lots of movies and stuff. Um, some sequels are good. You know, we have, you know, the Game of Thrones kind of uh, takeoff of House of Dragons has been really good. I've been watching that when, I'm like, when I get home. And not a big fan of Rings of Power. I think they dropped the ball on that one. Uh, really? Just unless it starts to get better. That's for sure. I heard it wasn't a ball they dropped. I heard it was a billion dollars. Yeah. Amazon's a major player now. And the, oh, yeah, absolutely. in the movie business, I mean, they're giving Disney a run for their money. Like, I just, I was watching TV earlier tonight, and uh, Hocus Pocus is back with that Midler on, I couldn't believe it, Hocus Pocus too. Like, those women are really kind of a little bit aged. They look a little long, the two to be witches. <laughs> no way, man. Witches were, witches were supposed to be old and lovely. Australian company that just got hacked. 10 million 
Australians, and their data has been all compromised. And uh, when 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 you look into it, it's it's kind of interesting, man. I, I I think it's it's a pretty. I mean, when you call a hack easy, it it I, I mean it sounds crazy to the average person, but I mean it, it was just like a simple exploit that allowed their systems to spit out email addresses and names and stuff. So the company in question is called Optus. Now, I'm not sure if they've mitigated like risks and stuff, but it, it seems pretty pretty serious from, from what I'm seeing because uh, the numbers are 10 million Australians. That's a lot of data. And companies use that data to, you know, send fake emails out. And speaking of which, comes to my next hack, which was a Microsoft hack. And it was through uh, one of their OAuth apps, right? So it was, well, what they would do is they would get these, you know, dumps of emails and whatever. And then they would start sending phishing emails to everybody. And some of them, right, like casino. I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure people play casino games on their phone, but some people aren't really technically uh, knowledgeable, right? So they're more inclined to click on it. And they there was a bunch of credit card numbers that, that were stolen. And, you, you know, it just goes to show even with the best security, it's still 90% of the time user error. So it's usually somebody clicking on it, entering their password and whatever. And yes, you can completely duplicate a what is called an index.html, which is basically the page that you're looking at on the homepage of a web page. And it is not hard to do. Uh, we, we, we used to do it at a, just to like, you know, test companies and stuff. Like there's, there's programs you can like well we would put out right and it's like fishing campaigns right so like okay you you think your company is you know safe well let us let us be the judge of that and try to trick people usually you know 90 percent of those people end up falling for the fishing line so one thing I, i i should suggest right now is that every single listener turns on two-factor authentication. Now, there is there is a way around two-factor authentication, but it's very hard. And usually the people that are sending these hacks out are not that knowledgeable. They're only knowledge, uh, knowledgeable enough to get a website up and going, like a fake website, and that's it. So uh, two-factor authentication, when it speaks to the system, it goes on a cookie, okay? So this cookie... Even if someone has your password, they would need that cookie to enter the, the website. And cookies are basically what your computer takes in when you visit a web page. So that's why a lot of us have to, you know, clear our cache or clear our cookies, right? So, yeah. Um, also, kind of wanted to speak a little bit more on um, the Crazy Indians Brotherhood. We'll get into that, but we have to have a word from our sponsor. Hey, we're back. So, Will's going to talk about the Crazy Indian Brotherhood, and uh, I'm going to feed my boy, and, hey, man, you still with us? Are you still sleeping off the show with I'm still with you. And coming up real soon is my debut 
singing Prisoner on the Highway, and my ex girlfriend my book, Temporary Satisfaction. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away, Will. In the first podcast, I'd spoken on a little bit on uh, a group that goes around helping the homeless, you know, with food and and water and and you know blankets and whatever. And this group's name is Crazy Indian Brotherhood. So this is the politically correct term for the group. It is not like that. It, it, I'm not trying to be derogatory or racist in any way. That is just the name of the group. Their initials are actually CID, and if you know something about them, you'll know that they, uh, they're people who really want to get back to their communities, right? So a lot of them are really, really good people. In fact, a lot, like every single one of them that I've met have been really good people. And my, in my life, at least, my mom introduced me into the indigenous culture, like, what it entailed and all that other stuff. And honestly, like, I don't want to get religious at all. However, I am going to say that they do have a very good outlook on life. I enjoy it a lot. And with that being said, if anybody was offended by the first uh, podcast, um, I, I can't apologize for that because that is the name of the group. Now, another, uh, the last thing I'm going to touch on is, so I myself am, uh, I'm a pedophile hunter. Like, this is, like, that's what I do on my spare time. It's, it, it, it's something that means a lot to me. Yeah, it could kind of clarify some things, because we were getting some pretty controversial people that were sending in, and, and actually, I'm quite shocked about the emails we're getting and some of the feedback we're getting on text. So we don't have this is our second visit. We call them visits because we look at as you guys visiting us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – and, and like I said, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall on our face, okay? We're going to get better and better and better, and that's why we're going to listen to you guys. We're not going to be like the podcast that get too big for their britches and they start selling crap. We are going to listen to you. I can't stress that enough. You know, we have emails that we will give you at the end of the show, and we will have other sponsors. We all have t-shirt sponsors. We will have uh, sponsors from all ranges, all ranges. So with that said, I guess the best thing to do is probably start uh, Ryan's story time. <laughs> no way, man. No way. Get your teddy bears ready, guys. Truck okay. karaoke, brother. What's that? Truck, truck stop karaoke. We got a request for that already, do we? <laughs> Damn. Hey, my turn's in two weeks, so... Yeah, and um, you know you're gonna be singing. I think I think you mentioned something about. Oh, I know. I'm thinking of two, one of two, boy named Sue. I love that tune. Right. I just love it. Okay. Or something that most truck drivers have had to live. Right. She got the gold mine. I got the shaft. There you go. I figure that many truck drivers will agree with that song. Me included. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, that's what I'm 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 thinking of. But cool. uh, well, getting back to my book, about 15 years ago, I wrote a book, 
and um, I'm, I'm uh, just going to read it to you, some excerpts of the book. We're going to start. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it. Uh, I'll just let you make your own conclusions. And uh, it's called Temporary Satisfaction. So if those out there are listening, uh, that you're looking for an uh, interesting author, uh, I'm available for a book deal. Uh, I had a book deal, actually. I lost it. COVID, if you can believe it. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I had a book deal out of Japan. And COVID hit that area, of course. And everybody got laid off. And there was my book deal. So I'm in the process of uh, looking for publishers in Canada, but I thought I'd read some of my books. So here we go. So the book's called Temporary Satisfaction. The story of a man who transforms his life constantly, whether he wanted to or not. So, hi, my name is Jasper Anthony Stevenson, or you can just call me Jasper like most people do. It's my story, if I had to do it all over again, would I change anything? You're damn right I would. These upcoming books, including this one, reflect who I am. Whether like me or you'll hate me, but what you read, for sure, isn't boring. The book is fiction. It's right by events and goings on in my life. Don't even think for a moment that this is a book where a guy goes from rags to riches, because we always know how they end up, right? I can sure start off things by telling you that I've always been impulsive, spontaneous, and creative. Many times I've been referred to as an impossible dreamer. In my makeup, I am a true survivor. Someone once said to me, Jasper, when you walk over the water, you always seem to find the rocks to step on. I was born out of the side of the water bearer, Aquarius, and my birthday is Valentine's Day, of course. I'm a hopelessly devoted romantic, so women have always been my kryptonite. On this very day, 25,000 screaming teenage fans were seen at near JFK Airport as they welcomed the Beatles. This was also their first time performing on American soil. Another chronological fact was Jimmy Hoffa successfully organized all United States truck drivers into a single Teamsters Union. In hockey, the Stanley Cup winner was a Toronto Maple Leafs. The Academy Award-winning movie of 1964 was My Fair Lady. Top three songs of the day were The Supremes, Baby Love, Beatles, Can't Buy Me Love, The Dixie Cups, Chapel of Love. These are all themes of affectionate tenderness tied into my birthright during that period. Actually, being on the, born on the day of romance, my astrological sign signifies the love of the stars. What about the top three films in 1964 being about love? Maybe it's just a coincidence, but I don't think things happen by chance. There's always that reason when something happens, we just don't understand it at the time. The universe truly dictates, so it will come to fruition eventually. Another thing is the trucking aspect in 1964, previously mentioned. I have been a truck driver for over two decades. What really defines me is a 2,500-year-old system developed by the Greek philosopher Pythagoras. He created a near-perfect number system in 16th century BC called the science of numerology. Numerology is a true belief in a divine mystical relationship between a number and one or more coinciding events. It's the study of numbers as the figures it designates the year of a person's birth. This ultimately determines their supposed influence on one's life, and maybe even their future. This system is an exact blueprint of exactly who I am because it lets you know how I behave in certain situations. It illustrates my weaknesses, strengths. Furthermore, it expresses the obstacles I need to overcome to achieve complete contentment in my life. 
It also shows me how I can improve the quality of my own existence. My personal life path number is a nine. As previously mentioned, I possess an inner self of being very creative. I definitely have the makings of a philanthropist. Besides, I've always had a selfless quality in me, which seems to have grown my determination in the past. This in turn makes me determined to succeed at any cost, no matter what the circumstances are or even the outcome. You will find me to be condescending and vain at times, whereby that confuses people I meet because it is the extreme confidence I have within myself. I also have strong emotional ties to my family. That's not always as clear-cut as you will find out. I am a chameleon of sorts because I can blend into any situation, whether it is good for me or not. It was completely a 180-degree turn I took to do what I am doing now, as presented in this series of books. However, it has taken me over 125 jobs in my life to finally reach that destiny. Read that right, and that was just to live modestly. It must be a record, not one I'm particularly proud of, but it's still worth mentioning. I admit, I am not always easiest to get along with. I can even be a bit moody at times. I'm a hard worker, functional, maybe too damn honest, but I'm reliable. One thing's for certain, in all situations I get myself in, it greatly affects every relationship I've ever had. As for women, they have been countless and numerous, so I've completely lost track of the numbers I've been in. I've had six serious relationships and married only once, strangely enough, on Halloween. My own family dynamics are as follows. I have a daughter, Cassandra, whom I am estranged by along with her husband, Todd, two daughters. In my sixth and final relationship, I helped in raising two stepchildren, Jack and Skyler, who were just four and six years old when I entered their lives. My stepson is now 39 and married to his wife, Sandy. They have a son and daughter as well. Maya is 16 and Ryland is now 14. Skyler is 37 years old of age and my, step my stepdaughter lives in British Columbia. Has my granddaughter, Cadence, who was about two or three now. I can't remember. Yes, I wear the titles of brother, brother-in-law, uncle, great-uncle, father, stepfather, husband, and even grandpa. I even own three pit bulls, as a matter of fact. Yes, those dogs that the media has made you hate. My better half is Cassidy, a very private person. So we won't talk about her for the time being. And that's where we leave off. Chapter one, Living in the Big Cheese, will be next week. So now... Not bad. Not bad at all. Another it. word from our sponsor. Okay, okay. so okay we're back. Good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. So, okay, so um, just ahead of uh, the last thing that we're going to be doing, which is the uh, debut of Fry Guy singing Ronnie Millsap's Prisoner of the Highway. Yeah, you guys got anything to add to the show? I'm good. Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I think I'm good as well. Uh, there's going to be a couple of of uh, really big things to, to bring up on, on the next podcast. I don't know purely enough information about them right now to speak on them. Okay. All right. I have something planned for you guys. I'm going to let you know right now for Valentine's Day next year. Ho, ho, ho. Man, I am going to get you. I will get you even by oh, this man. time next year. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And it involves. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag right now. It involves finding Jay and Will a blind date. <laughs> no, I no. I don't date. I don't date, man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, Taking man. one for the I'll, team, brother. I, I I I like I like my solitude. Taking one. I like my team. money in my wallet too. <laughs> <laughs> let you know what our emails are. Uh, they are. 
BWS, Bob Waters Dam, underscore bear holdings at yahoo.ca, J. Patrick Moore, 70, at gmail.com. And Will get 1988 at hotmail.ca. Well, that's a wrap for me. Uh, how about you, Jay? What do you got any party words? All I got to say is mild, still nice, go fishing.